I got a word that I want to share with you today. It's going to come from Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. And I'm going to be reading from Luke 12, 35. And also I'm going to look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. You can put a piece of paper in Acts chapter 1. And, and I'll, I'll pop around to a few verses here for, at, in Matthew chapter 24. And also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Matthew chapter 24 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Acts chapter 1. The title of my message is this. It's finished, but it's not over. Jesus is coming back. It's finished. But it's not over. Jesus is coming back. Just a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. And we've been talking about some of the experiences that the disciples had with him while he walked on the face of this earth with them after the resurrection. And in Acts chapter 1, there's an incredible experience they had with him, and it deals with the calendar. You have a calendar. Sometimes I've prepared calendars that are for a year or a year and a half. And I have all of the different anniversaries and I have birthdays and I have sermons that I plan on preaching and all of these different things. And, and you have a calendar too. You have baby shower that you weren't able to have. It didn't come to pass. But you still were able to gather with a few people and celebrate the coming of the baby, but it wasn't what you expected. I mean, you, you have a, a birthday, right? That's on the calendar. That's going to come, but you might not have had the birthday party that you were expecting, so that came off the calendar. You might have a, a wedding that you planned, and, and now the wedding is going to be changed from 150 people to no more than 10 people. There's basically going to be two large tables and just immediate family. It's something that you planned, but it did not come to pass. But then there are those things. You're, you're going to have your baby. You're going you're to have the wedding. You're going to have the birthday because that's going to come. You're going to have those special moments. They're still going to happen. But the big events that you had on there come off the calendar. I want you to know that God has a calendar. And, and that there is something that's going to happen. And God has a calendar that he has been fulfilling for a few thousand years. And, and he fulfilled one of the things which was Jesus was going to come. Born of a virgin. Do miracles on the face of this earth. Suffer. Die on a cross and be raised from the dead. And it happened just as he promised. And there's something on the calendar 
that is going to happen that has not yet happened. And it said, he's coming back again. You see, it's finished, but it's not over. Jesus is coming back. And in Acts chapter 1, when you take a look at this passage of Scripture, you'll see that the disciples have been with him. They've experienced him three times. He's appeared to them. And then there were many, many disciples that were there as they walked out to a mount. And, and, and Jesus said, you need to make sure that you go in to Jerusalem and you wait. You wait. And they said, Is that, that, at that time you're going to restore the kingdom? He said, no. It's not for you to know the time or the day, but you are to go there and wait for the power of the Holy Spirit so that you'll be my witnesses in Judea and in, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the other parts of the world. And, and then this is what happens. In Acts chapter 1, take a look at the passage of Scripture and look, look what it says. And, and it says, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Can you imagine now all of the sudden the one that they've walked with for three, three and a half years, he, they, they, they saw him do all these miracles, they, they saw him suffer, die, and they felt their hope was gone. They experienced now a resurrection and everything he said was sealed as truth forever. And now all of a sudden he is there and, and he begins to ascend on a, on a cloud, on a cloud. And, and so in verse 10 it says, And they were looking intently into the sky as he was going, and when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. You can only imagine, they're, looking, they're like, where is he? Are you kidding? Where is he going? It's like watching, a, you're watching your Lord go, and it's like watching one of those helium, those little those balloons that we get filled up, go just go further and further and further and further and further and further until you can't even see. And that's, they're watching him, they're looking intently. And then there's two guys, there's two angels, maybe the same angels that appeared at the tomb for the women and said, you've come to look for the living among the dead. He's not here, he's alive. And, and you know what they tell the, the, all of them? They, they said, they he said this, men, in verse 11, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way. And you have the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. Jesus is coming back. There's a promise here, and he's saying, these angels are saying, listen, he's fulfilled everything that has already been said about him up to this point, but there's still more to come. And that is Jesus is coming back. And my question is this, are you ready? Are you ready for him to come back, to return? It doesn't tell us exactly right here what, what to expect. But when you take a look at Luke, jump over to Luke now and, and see what it says in, in Luke and, and what it says in Luke chapter 12, starting with verse 30, 35. It's about being watchful. And, it, and, and here Jesus is speaking and he just got done talking to them about worrying here in the present, worrying here in the present. And then he, he says, don't worry here in the present. God is going to take care of you. 
And then he focuses their attention. And he says, I want you to be watchful about the future. I want you to make sure that you put on the calendar that the king of kings is coming back. And he tells them a story. And this is what he says. He says, be dressed, in verse 35 of Luke 12, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. Like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for these servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve. Will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. Wow, the master, the wealthy person, who owns the house, he puts the servants under the leadership of the lead servant, was the superintendent, it was the foreman, it, it, it was the, the main steward of the, the job site. And, and that steward has to make sure and, and make sure that everything's in place. And it, and it says, be ready. Make sure you're, you're ready, you're watching. Make sure that you're taking care of the house and you're sweeping and cleaning. Make sure that those little lamps that are filled with oil, there's a little wick that goes inside. We're in the Wailing City. This was the, the we lit the world at one time. Back before even 1929, we lit the world. Lots of whaling oil, right? It goes in a little lamp and, and a wick goes in there and it burns. And he says, make sure that it doesn't burn out. You want to make sure that everything is in place and that you're waiting for the master to come home because when he knocks on that door, he's going to want to come in to his house. And he's, he's going to be looking to make sure that you are ready. He wants to come home to those that he has put in charge and that are serving, make sure that they're ready. We don't know the day. We don't know the time. But we know one thing, Jesus is coming. Jesus is going to return. I can tell you that we need to put that on our calendar. You say, Pastor, how do I put that on my calendar that Jesus is coming back? Because I don't know the day or time. Nobody does. He's not going to secretly tell you exactly when. But put it on your calendar so that every day that you wake up, you will make sure you look at it and say, it could be today. For myself, when I get a phone call and I'm not at my, uh, um, my, my big church calendar and I can't write it down or someone calls me and said, I don't know exactly when I'm going to have uh, this funeral for this person, but I, I, I want you can, you, can you possibly do it? Let's, can we talk tomorrow? What I do is I go into my, my phone calendar and I put it in there and I, I put, if someone needs a phone call or someone's called about counseling or, or there's a situation that, that they need my attention or there's an event I'm going to be going to. There's a wedding. They haven't set the wedding date yet, and, but they want to talk to me. What I do is I put it in my calendar today. I put it right there in my calendar and I put it in the calendar and I put their name down and I put the event down, what's going on, but I don't 
know the exact day so I don't leave it just in for today because if I did, it would be here today and gone tomorrow. I'll look at my calendar and it's not there. So what I do is I go in and I say, you know what, I'm going to make sure that it is going to pop up every single day until I take care of this. So every single day, even a prayer request for somebody, if there's a prayer request and they want prayer and they say, we need prayer, I put it in my calendar and it pops up. I put not once a week, not, not every two weeks, every single day, there's a list of stuff there for me so that it reminds me. You need to put that on your calendar to remember that the Jesus, that it was promised that he would come the first time as a baby, as a suffering servant. He did that. It was promised that he would die. He would suffer. He would be raised on the third day. He did that. He's the one who ascended up in front of them and the angels said that he is coming back someday in the same way that he has gone up. Needs to go on your calendar so that you're ready. You're expecting it. You're expecting the master to come home to his house. You're expecting him. That's called the rapture. We're going to be transported. It's very interesting because if you take a look what it says in the passage, it says that then when he does come home and finds everything in order, he wants you to know that he's going to actually serve. The servants are going to sit down. That's kind of weird. You think about that. Why? It's the rapture. It's Christ coming back for his church and, and, and those that have put their trust in him and believe in him and are ready for him to come. They, they've got their, I was going to wear a harness today with a, with a hook on the end of it and I was going to hold it up like this and say, I'm ready, I got to hold it. I'm ready, I'm ready. Your spirit has to be like that. Ready, Lord, for you to take me. I love the passage of Scripture, and it talks about it inside of uh, 1 Thessalonians. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the people were, were feeling down because in 1 Thessalonians 4, they were talking to Paul, and they said, Paul, you promised that Jesus is going to come. You know, we've heard the preaching that Jesus is going to raise the dead and that he's going to return, and our, our dead are going to be raised up, and they're not going to be dead anymore, and they've been dead for, for months and weeks and, and years. They've been, they've been gone, Paul, and, and what's going on? And, and Paul begins to be led by the Spirit, and he writes this, and in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, he says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Matter of fact, let's read 15 first. According to the Lord's word, 1 Thessalonians 4, 15, According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with a voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will be raised. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. What an awesome day it's going to be. Gone. 
And you know what's beautiful is that the church is being pulled out of a world where there is going to be a, a tribulation that's going to come. Listen, we go through hard times now. We go through the small t tribulations and struggles and battles in life. But let me tell you something. Once the church is gone, it's going to look like this right here. Once the church is gone, people who know the Lord and, and, and they're, they're taken, then the virus is going to seem like absolutely nothing because God is going to begin to dismantle the world so that he will bring people who knew about him back to him. And there's going to be a revival that's going to break out. And there's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands who are going to actually believe, but now they're going to die for their faith. Jesus says it in Matthew chapter 24, and I want you to see this in Matthew chapter 24. And look what it says. It says in Matthew chapter 24, uh, starting over here in verse 36, he describes it here, and, and he's talking about, you don't know the day or hour, and it says in verse 36, no one knows about the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in one field and one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken and the other will be left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at the time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have left his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. He's going to come. Are you ready? It's finished, but it's not over. Jesus is coming back. The first time he came as a suffering servant. The second time, there's going to be a rapture where his church is going to see, but it's going to be a secret rapture. People are going to wonder, why are planes wrecking? Why are cars wrecking? Where did the person sitting next to me, the person working in the field, where did they go? They've been transported. The dead are going to be raised at that moment. We're all going to meet in the air. And that's where it says, when you take a look at this, this incredible, um, uh, the, the parable that he tells, it's interesting because, because he says here in Luke chapter 12, as you, as you take a look at it, it tells you that he says, he says, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. And I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve. We'll have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants. What does it mean? It means that when we are taken up, you know how Jesus promised in Matthew 26, and he said, this bread is my body broken for you. This blood, this, this 
Wine is my, the, the, my blood of a new covenant. And then he said this. He said, and I'm not going to take it again until we take it again in my father's kingdom together. And it's going to be then. I believe it's going to be then that after the church is raptured, we're going to meet with him. And he's going to be there. And he's going to break the bread. And he's going to have the wine. And there's going to be this moment where we realize this is our Lord. This is our Savior. What we celebrated here, communion together, just as he promised, it's going to be there. And that's what Jesus is communicating as he tells about the master with the servants that have been faithful. But we got to be ready. we got to be ready. We've got to be ready to, to go. He's going to come when, when we're least expecting it. He's going to come like a thief in the night. I don't know about if you've ever been robbed, but I've experienced people taking things, taking things from my shed, taking a phone off in an airplane when I was on the airplane right next to a person. I didn't expect it. And, and I wasn't looking, I wasn't watching, I wasn't making sure that my shed was locked up, I wasn't making sure the bikes were not sitting out in the yard. And, but if I would have been ready, I, I'll tell you right now, I would have stopped them. But it's saying that, that just like a thief doesn't strike when you're ready. And he's saying that just as the thief comes when you're not ready, he's saying that the Son of Man is going to come. And he's going to come when no one knows it's going to happen. So you better make sure that you're ready. When you're, when you're ready. I don't know how many people maybe have tried to steal and rob and take but they've been prevented because the doors were locked, because the lock was on the shed, because the car was locked up, because they, we were ready for that. And that's what he's saying. Make sure that you're ready because you just don't know the time. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Put it on the calendar. Don't live your life as if you have all the time in the world to get right with God. He's going to return. And we don't know when. But it's going to be a time when it's unexpected. Even as it says within the passage of Scripture, it says that the second watch and the third watch, it was from 9 until 12. It was from 12 until 3. These are times when you're not expecting, oh, who would come at that time? You're not expecting, and that's when it's going to come. And so getting ready is committing our hearts to Jesus and asking him to come into our life and making sure that we are, have him as the focus of our life and he is our master and we are the servants. And we're making sure that we're serving and using our gifts and our talents, what he's given us, and making sure that the responsibility that he has given us, that we are carrying out that responsibility. Boy, this really speaks to pastors and leaders and people that are training for ministry because, because we become the stewards. We're the servants just as anybody else, but we become the stewards. We need to make sure, hey, we're doing the right thing. But I can tell you that more than likely, I'm not saying for sure, but he's not going to come while the virus is going on. Let me tell you why. Because the virus of, and what we're going through has pushed so many people towards God. 
They've gotten their lives ready. People think this might be the end of the world that's taking place right now. Well, the church is still here. <laughs> and what happens is people during the most difficult times, and it's a good thing, You've recommitted your heart. You've given your life back. You're searching for him. You're saying, I can't. I need to find. How can I make it through this? And you're reaching out to God, and you're finding him. But this virus is going to come and go. It will go. People will no longer be wearing masks everywhere and gloves everywhere. The stores will not be filled up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And people will have their bank accounts will be replenished. The bills that might be piling up will eventually be paid. Businesses will be reopened eventually. And we'll get back to life. And things will seem so good. And it's in that moment that those who have reached out to God during this terrible time, some of them are going to actually become nominal Christians again, casual worshipers again, fans of Jesus but not followers again. Because don't need them. Got everything I want. And I want you to know something. It's during those times when everything looks good, when you are not expecting it. You're relaxed. You're in your recliner. That's when he's going to come. Because he's coming for people that are going to be tested to be loyal. People that are going to be committed to him, whether they are in a tough time or they're in a good time. He's coming back for people that are sold out and truly love him and are not going to take their loyalty and put it on the back burner for Jesus and now go on with their life. That's why we got to be ready. We can never go back to that way of life again. Yes, working Yes, out mingling, able to hug one another, love on one another, fist pump one another, right? Razzle dazzle, wrestle with one another again. But we can never go back to that half-hearted commitment to Jesus. This is not the capital J judgment of God. But is God using it? You better believe he is. I don't believe that the judgment of God and the wrath of God that's going to come in the great tribulation is going to fall on his people who love him. We're going to be gone. And 
he wants us all to be committed and to be gone from this world when he comes so that we can have the marriage supper of the Lamb. That that wedding can take place and the great banquet we will all have communion together. Are you ready? He's coming back. Promised to come once. He's coming back secretly. Are you ready? Will you hear the trumpet call? Will you be able to see the dead? And I've stood by many, 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 many graves of Christian people and said, this person, when that eastern sky is cracked, will be raised up. Even if they're dust and dirt, God knows. He made Adam and he, out of, from dirt and he made Eve from a rib. He knows what he's doing. And they'll have a new body. And you know what? We're meeting in the air. If we're alive when it happens, are you ready? It's finished, but it's not over. Jesus is coming back. For his church. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for these moments of just digging into some of your word. And Lord, it's so rich. There's so much more to be said. And we will talk about more of it the upcoming week, Lord. But for now, we focus in on this. And like a thief in the night, you're coming. We want to make sure that, Lord, we're ready. Just as a person would be there, if a thief comes and they, the doors are locked, the windows are pulled down, the shed is shut, the car doors are locked, the windows are up. We want to be ready for you, our hearts made right, that we're worshiping you, serving you, faithful to you walking in your grace if you're out there today and you know you know what I'm not ready you can be all you got to do is invite Jesus in and start to follow him and walk with him live for him let his spirit speak grab a, a bible if you need one let us know Let God grow you and minister to you. You'll never have to go back. You can be ready. If you've never invited him into your life, I'm telling you that you can invite him in today. You're like, I'm, I'm not ready for that. My life is a complete mess. Why do you think you need to invite him in? You think you're going to get better before you go see the doctor? No. 
You need Dr. Jesus to come into your life and bring healing. You can't get better on your own. If you can, Jesus never had to come and die. So invite him in. Well, I can't live. I can't live for I'm not going to. You just take one step for him. Just one step. And he'll walk you in. Are you ready? Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Touching hearts and lives right now, Lord, I can just feel it moving in me, Lord. I can feel it in this place right here and in the homes of people right now. And you're calling people. You're pulling them in, Lord. You're opening the eyes of their hearts right now. They've seen now what they've not seen ever, maybe, or they can see clearer now. God, draw them to you by your spirit. Draw them to you into a relationship. Just ask him to come into your heart. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I'm yours. Lord, I'm ready to give you my life. Now, Lord, make me ready for your return that I may be transported into your presence and with those who have been raised from the dead. I'm yours. Give me your spirit to live for you. In the name of Jesus, commit myself to you, not to a religion, to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. And we look forward to that day when we will be there and you'll break that bread. Lord, you'll pour that fruit of the vine and we will partake together face to face when that rapture takes place wedding feast of the Lamb. Look forward to it. We want to be there. And in you, we can be there. God, now help us to live for you every day. Lord, may you walk us through this season, strengthen us, and God, when it's all said and done, When life goes back to normal, may it not go back to the normal that we came from. May we be spiritually stronger, standing steadfast in your truth and hungering for your word and loving you every day more than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. It's finished, but it's not over. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Love you. Have a great day. 
tune in tomorrow, 12.15, for Recovery Step 6. God bless.